Hello and welcome. You are listening to LOL Storytime, the goofy story podcast for kids. This is episode 45, and today's story is called I Saw It in a Movie Once. This week's special shout-out goes to Dylan, who left a review a while back on Apple Podcasts, and Mila, who connected through one of our weekly Q&As over Spotify. Your names are both featured in today's story, so thanks for listening and being a part of the show. As mentioned before, the waitlist to have your name featured in a story is really long, so I figured why not throw in some bonus shout-outs while you're waiting. I'll mention a selection of listeners every week, so here we go. Shout out to Westcott and his dog Clifford, Barrett, Calvin, and James, Hattie and her siblings Bear, Shepard, and Dottie, Rocky, Kai, Avery, Kitty, Max and Emma, Andreas and Daniela, Eli, and finally Phoebe and Gary. More shoutouts to come next week, but for now, let's get into the story. This is the story of what happens when the tallest kid in class becomes friends with the shortest kid in class. Mila had been the tallest kid her age ever since preschool, just as Dylan had always been the shortest kid. Even though Mila and Dylan were very different, they were also quite similar in many ways too. And oddly enough, both kids wished they could trade places. It must be so amazing being the tallest kid in class, said Dylan. Mila brushed her friend off. No way, pal. Being the tallest kid is not what you think. People are always coming up to me and saying, Wow, you are really tall. And it's like, thanks for telling me, I had no idea. Also, do you know how often tall people get asked to reach stuff from the top shelf? And the worst part is when people look up at me, it feels like they are looking up my nose. Dylan started to blush. Um, I've definitely looked up your nose a few times but never on purpose. Anyway, I still think being tall sounds better than being short. Mila tried to think what could possibly be so bad about being short. Are you constantly getting asked to reach stuff from the bottom shelf? Dylan shook his head. What? No. Everyone can reach the bottom shelf. It's actually much worse. Sometimes people don't even notice I'm there. And when they do notice, they mistake me for being a little kid. I mean, I guess to the really big kids, I am a little kid, but these people think I'm one of the really little kids. Do you have any idea what it's like to be called a pipsqueak by someone still in diapers? The two friends went back and forth sharing complaints, but by the end of it, both Dylan and Mila still wanted to trade places. Mila went as far as to book an appointment with her doctor to see if there was anything she could do about it. Hello, Mila. I'm Dr. Fluffenpuff. What seems to be troubling you today? Doctor, I am sick and tired of being tall. Do you have a fever? No. Any aches or chills? No. Headache? Nausea? Upset stomach? No, none of that. I just want you to make me shorter. Is there some kind of medicine I can take? Mila, I'm afraid I have no such treatment for that. The good news is that your body will start to shrink all by itself. Mila couldn't believe it. My body is just going to shrink? That's amazing. Are we talking like three days, a week? Please don't tell me it will be more than a month. Actually, Mila, people don't usually begin to shrink until they're over the age of 30. 
It's a very slow process, but by the time you're 70 years old, you might be a little bit shorter. Mila fought the urge to roll her eyes. Okay, Doc, well, this has been very helpful. I do not regret wasting my time here at all. Have a nice day. Later, Mila told Dylan the whole story while sitting on a park bench. Can you believe no one has invented shrinking pills yet? Guess I'll just have to try my luck with the shrinking machine. Dylan had been watching the clouds in the sky, but abruptly turned toward his friend. Shrinking machine? What are you talking about? There's no such thing as a shrinking machine. Mila reminded Dylan that indeed there was such a thing as a shrinking machine. I saw it in a movie once, said Mila. You saw it in a movie? But movies aren't real. There's no way they're using an actual shrinking machine. Mila stared at her friend as if he had just explained rainbows weren't real. Dylan, 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 you have so much to learn, my friend. Mila vowed to track down the shrinking machine and return to her friend looking a little bit shorter than when she left. At first it seemed like a good idea to go straight to the place where movies are made. But after asking 40 different crew members about the whereabouts of the shrinking machine and hearing a whole lot of Beat it, kid. We're trying to work here. Mila began having her doubts. Psst. Hey, kid. Did I just hear you ask about a shrinking machine? Questioned a man who even as a grown-up was still shorter than Mila. Come on, follow me. Mila was brought to a large warehouse with aisle upon aisle of shelving units that were storing all sorts of interesting-looking things. What is this place? asked Mila. This is the prop warehouse. This is where we store all of the things that get used in movies. Need an old-fashioned phone for your movie? Here's where you'll find it. How about a crown fit for a queen? Aisle 7, shelf 4. And right over here is the shrinking machine you were asking about. Just don't mind the dust. It's been sitting unused for quite some time. Mr... Oh, pardon me, I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Mr. Cotterman, and whom do I have the pleasure of showing my magnificent warehouse to? Mila was grinning from ear to ear. My name is Mila, and I am so happy I found this place. Fire up the shrinking machine, Mr. Cotterman. Mr. Cotterman just chuckled. I'm afraid there's no way to turn it on. I'll admit we did a pretty good job making it look real, but it's actually nothing more than a toy. Almost everything you see here is fake. That fridge over there with all the food inside? It doesn't keep anything cold, and the food never spoils because it's all made of plastic. Movies do a very good job of making things seem real when in reality, they are not. Mila scratched her head while thinking about this. Mr. Cotterman, have you even tried turning the shrinking machine on? Mr. Cotterman chuckled again. <laughs> no, I don't suppose I have. But here, you're welcome to have a closer look if you help me get it off of that shelf up there. Help you reach something off the top shelf, eh? Asked Mila. And that is exactly why I need the shrinking machine. Mila grabbed the machine off of the shelf and began inspecting it. She flicked the on-off switch and of course, nothing happened. No bright lights or laser beams like in the movie she once saw. Sir, I don't mean to sound like a dad, but has anyone ever bothered to check the batteries? Mr. Cotterman insisted that this machine didn't take batteries, but then was completely surprised when Mila opened a small hatch on the bottom of the machine. She then began inserting some batteries that she had pulled from her pocket. 
Sir, luckily I came prepared. New batteries seem to be the answer to everything at my house. All right, now let's try turning it on. Mila flicked the switch on again and immediately they could hear a quiet hum within the machine that quickly grew louder. Several green lights flickered on one by one and suddenly, without warning, several neon blue laser beams flashed in Mr. Cotterman's direction before the machine powered itself down. Mr. Cotterman? Did you just see what happened? Hey, where did you go? Mr. Cotterman! Mila looked down the long expansive aisle end to end but could not see Mr. Cotterman anywhere. Was this some kind of a joke? Mila began to take a step forward, but immediately pulled herself back. Yeah, a bug. Is that a spider? Or maybe a centipede? Or could that be a... Mr. Cotterbeetle? Mila crouched down to have a closer look. Mr. Cotterman, that really is you down there. You're so tiny. Hang on a second. I'm going to come join you. Mila didn't notice Mr. Cotterman waving his arms, nor could she hear him hollering to stop. Instead, she went over to the other side of the machine and flicked on the switch once again. The same sounds hummed and the same lights lit up. Mila closed her eyes tightly as bright blue lights flashed every which way in her direction. When she opened them, Mr. Cotterman was standing next to her again like he had been before. Oh man, groaned Mila. I'm still taller than you. I thought this was going to make me shorter. Um, Mila, you might want to have a look around said Mr. Cotterman, who was motioning to the shelf beside them, a shelf that now appeared to Mila to be as tall as a skyscraper. The fake fridge from earlier appeared to be the size of a three-story house. At a moment when others might begin to panic, Mila got really excited. Wow, not only am I the shortest person in my class now, but apart from you, I'm the shortest person in the world. Mr. Cotterman looked like he was about to cry. But I don't want to be any shorter. And certainly not this short. Now that we're both the size of tiny bugs, how are we supposed to find any help? Mila wasn't even listening. She was busy admiring the coolest looking prop she'd seen yet. Mr. Cotterman, who made the giant spider over there? It's bigger than both of us put together, and it even moves. The color drained from Mr. Cotterman's face. Mila, that spider isn't a prop. That is a real spider, and it's heading our way. The two began running as fast as they could, sliding under a crack beneath the door and making their way outside. Thankfully, the spider no longer seemed to be following them, but they also didn't feel any safer being outside where they were sure to run into even more bugs. We need to find my friend Dylan right away. He always knows what to do, said Mila. Does he know how to build and operate a reverse shrinking machine? Mila considered this as though perhaps her friend Dylan maybe could do that. She didn't know what hidden talents Dylan might have. Sir, I don't know if he can make a growing machine or not, but I'm sure he'll think of something. One time I got my tongue stuck to a metal stop sign in the middle of winter. It hurt so much when I ripped it off, but he knew just the right thing to say. You know what he said to me? He said, don't do that again. Isn't that the best advice? I'll never forget it. So Mila and Mr. Cotterman set off in the direction of Dylan's house, even though Mr. Cotterman's rough calculations indicated that it might take them two weeks to get there using their teeny tiny feet. It was also Mr. Cotterman's first time traveling with a kid, and thus he was not at all prepared for the inevitable, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? 
Mila, we haven't even made it to the nearest tree. At the beginning of the journey, their biggest worry was encountering more bugs. But then they realized there was something even worse that they needed to watch out for. What's that sound? asked Mila. And why does the ground feel like it's shaking? At first, Mr. Cotterman considered that perhaps a storm was coming. But then he realized this was actually the sound of footsteps. The footsteps of giants. Only these weren't actually giants. These were the footsteps of regular people who, compared to Mila and Mr. Cotterman, felt, sounded, and looked like giants. The noise became deafening. They began covering their ears while looking for somewhere to take cover. The footsteps were moving quickly, and there seemed to be a lot of them. Then they started hearing loud sirens, which in fact were just the sounds of people shrieking and screaming. What on earth were these people running from? Mila wondered. Well, she soon found out, and wished she hadn't. For some reason, these regular-sized people who felt like giants were being chased by an actual giant, who to Mila and Mr. Cotterman felt like an enormous supergiant. One of the enormous supergiant's feet landed right in front of Mila, missing her by a hair and thankfully not flattening her like a pancake. The supergiant stopped in his tracks and leaned down to examine what he had just spotted on the ground. When the supergiant spoke, his voice boomed like thunder, even though the giant was only whispering. Wow, a teeny tiny bug that looks like my friend Mila. Wow, a super mega giant that looks like my friend Dylan, exclaimed Mila. The supergiant, who was indeed Dylan, ever so carefully picked up the two teeny tinies and placed them just inside his ear. He knew it was the only way he would be able to hear their teeny tiny voices. Dylan, how did you get so tall? And what's with all the earwax? I think I'm stuck in it. Using the softest, quietest whisper he could muster, Dylan began to explain. Mila, you're never going to believe what happened. First, I asked my doctor if there was an easy way for me to grow a little bit taller. Well, that was a waste of time. Then, I remembered those stretching machines. You know the ones? I saw it in a movie once. In the movie, this machine was used to stretch a character's body, making them taller than usual. I figured if it worked so well in the movie, maybe it would work for me. I was really worried it might hurt, but actually it felt nice and relaxing. The problem with that was that I stayed in the machine for way too long. I only wanted to be the tallest kid in the class, but now I'm the tallest kid in the world. I think you also have the most amount of earwax in the world too, complained Mila. Mr. Cotterman was jumping for joy upon hearing Dylan's story. Well, he was until he got his shoe stuck in the wax. Kids, this is actually great news. Now we have the perfect solution to both of our problems. Mila, you and I can use the stretching machine to stretch ourselves back to our regular size. And Dylan, you can use our shrinking machine to shrink back down to your regular size. That is, unless, Dylan, you like being this tall... Dylan shook his head. Nah, when I was the shortest kid in class, I always thought it would be so cool to have to duck my head to fit through a doorway. Now I can't even fit my big toe through a doorway. What a pain in the butt. Mr. Cotterman's plan worked as expected, and soon the three of them had been restored to their regular sizes. 
I never thought I'd miss being so tall, said Mila. And I never thought I'd miss being short, said Dylan. Now eating a sandwich won't feel like eating a crumb. Mr. Cotterman had been quiet for a little while, like he was lost in thought. You know, sometimes when a regular guy like me saves two kids, he gets called a hero and sometimes even becomes rich and famous. I actually saw it in a movie once. The kids looked at Mr. Cotterman like he had five eyes and three noses. Dude, that is definitely not going to happen. You actually saw that in a movie once? Don't you know that what happens in movies is not like real life? I thought a grown-up should know that already. The End That's the story. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, be sure to check back for more LOL stories. We'll catch you on the next one. Music